The Houston Astros are in a little bit of a limbo going into the winter meetings. The name from Valdez is being thrown around. We don't think they're going to trade any of their stars, but who would make sense if they did make a trade? Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HMO House on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Strohs411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. And guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. Wherever you listen to your podcast, check us out. And I want to send a shout out to the, the dude that served me at McDonald's this morning. He said, hey, I'm sorry, but are you Eric from the Locked On Astros podcast? And so I was like, yes. He's like, dude, I listen to your podcast every day. Y'all do a great job. I'm an everydayer. So guys, thank you for becoming everydayers and go and continue to listening, listen to us throughout the off season. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Yes, nothing has happened so far. Uh, Dana Brown is not sitting on his hands and just waiting for it to go numb. He's actually probably uh, on the phone trying to make calls. And we'll talk about what Chandler Rome uh, thinks in a, his most recent article. And we'll talk about the whole, uh, I talked about it last time, Alex Bregman, is he going to be traded? Uh, Ken Rosenthal says probably not. I I really, really do agree with him. There's just no sense in trading him. But who would make sense to trade at this point? I don't want to trade him. I know Brett's brought it up in the past about trading him, but uh, we'll talk about that and more on this episode of Locked on Astros. Before we get into all that, Brett, you were right. You were right about Omar Lopez being a bench coach. Congratulations. Take a bow. <laughs> well, I told you. I mean, it. It. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but to me, it made the most sense. He's he's been there. And he's been with the Astros organization for a very long time. He's he's been recognized by the organization with awards. He has taken minor league teams to championships. And he's got coaching experience. One day, Omar Lopez will be a manager of a major league baseball team. Um, and it probably won't be an Astros team because I think Espada will be here for quite a while. But look for Omar Lopez to be in to keep that bench warm for I think a few seasons, and then he's gonna get a big big opportunity and the framer Valdez talk. Look, I was, I was talking about this before the talking head started mentioning it, because to me, I've always wondered at the end of the season, have we gotten the most out of framer that we're going to get? And at his very best, he's one of the best at his not so good. He can implode in a heartbeat. And, and right. so 
he is a guy that has years that are controllable. You're not giving off a major salary. We'll talk about that um, after that. But the Astros more than likely are not going to trade stars simply because you have a chance to run it back in 2024 and go to the AOCS for an eight straight year and get back to the World Series. I think they cure their home woods this year. I think they get things off to a good start. And if you're going to do that, why trade your stars? Now, Eric, if Alex Bregman didn't have a $30 million contract attached to him, it might be a little easier to do that. But again, he is a cornerstone. He is a guy that has been a placeholder. And you don't have a Jeremy Pena waiting like you did for Correa. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, you, you don't want to, unless you have somebody ready, somebody that you can trust, you don't want to rely on a rookie if you want to win a championship. And so that's the problem with uh, trading away somebody like Alex Bregman, especially, and that's what the Angels did. I know the Angels were not really into in it, but how do you trade a generational player like Shohei Itani? How would you do that? Uh, I mean, yes, you end up losing not getting anything you get a draft pick a compensation pick for him as well but i think that the angels probably did what they thought was best they could have got this huge haul for shohei Atani. <laughs> but uh alex bregman i think that you could probably get a lot for him but the problem is that 31 million dollar salary or whatever it is it's a big chunk of change and uh you have to a, a team has to decide what type of players are they going to give if they're going to take up a lot of that salary? And that's what the Astros need because Dana Brown does not have a lot of financial flexibility. And that's the only reason why we're even having some of these discussions. Otherwise, there's no way in heck you trade from Valdez, Alex Bregman. And there's even uh, some, uh, they're maybe even listening on Kyle Tucker. But the only reason why they're listening is because it's stupid not to. Just because you're listening doesn't mean you're like, okay, let's go for it. So they're just listening. They're just seeing what's out there. They're just kind of uh, just seeing what's out there. And if there's something that just like they, they were like, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and do this because this makes a heck of a lot of sense, go for it. But unless it, it doesn't blow your socks off, then just keep Alex Bregman, keep from Morales, you know, Al Tucker. Don't and just if you lose them to free agency, because guys, I'm telling you right now, I've been trying to tell you all offseason, you're not going to be able to afford all of these stars. And if you do, it's going to be Brett Chancey and Eric Heisman playing no. for the team because <laughs> you're not going to be able to afford anybody else. You don't, you know, if that can be that bad. I mean, look, the you got teams that can survive on a $40 million payroll and make it to the playoffs, i.e. the Rays. I mean, you know, it's not they don't they don't have to go to you or me. I mean, I mean I, I mean, know. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> yeah, I know. They're gonna put Will Wagner and Spencer Arigetti in there way before they get to us. Gotta if they get to us, then <laughs> then be looking in the sky because someone's coming back. Um, you know, it's that kind of scenario. But at the end of the day, Mike Stanton said, you know, Dana Brown would not be doing his job if he didn't take phone calls. And the language taking phone calls or listening to offers is simply that, listening to offers. It's taking phone calls. Right. I mean, 
I don't take phone calls anymore from solar companies, but they still call me. Sometimes when someone knocks on my door, I may give them five minutes, but I let them know pretty quickly. Hey, you're wasting your time. I don't want what you're selling. If it says and, am likely, I do not pick up the phone because I know exactly <laughs> what it is. But if it's the GM for the uh, Yankees and they're calling. You're well, pick look, up. so when we're when we're talking about trading, we have to look realistically what teams would you would would you trade with? Someone asked me last night, are the rumors true? I've heard that Juan Soto and the Astros, the Astros are talking about Juan Soto. I'm like, uh, eh, that might have been mentioned by somebody in the past, but I've never heard anything to gain traction because from what I understand, the Padres and Yankees have been talking a lot, and the Yankees don't like what the Padres are demanding. So to get the Padres to get rid of one of their young superstars who they very much could hold on to and end up signing anyways, um, that's going to be a haul. And that's what you have to realize. The haul is there. Now, someone said Dylan Cease. The White Sox new GM said Dylan Cease will not be dealt until most major pitchers are off the market. So what they're doing is they're going to see what everybody else gets for their guy, and they're going to say, okay, we got Dylan Cease. They gave them two picks and two major leaguers. We want three major leaguers and three picks. Or, I mean, so the price for Dylan Cease from that article in The Athletic just went up. And uh, don't forget that a lot of people are kind of saying, well, from Valdez, he had a bad second half. Yes, but we have to remember that he's had a great career. Maybe that was just a fluke. We Maybe it just, he has a prolonged fluke, but we don't know what he's going to turn out to be in 2024. Maybe he bounces back and he becomes Cy Young. And so we never know. So that's the, the thing is. And so we'll talk about why, if you're going to have to trade any of your big league pieces, why Farmer Valdez makes sense, but at the same time, he doesn't make a lot of sense. So we'll talk about that in a second. Everybody, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. The weather gets colder, but the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Let me tell you the money line for the Texans. Versus the Broncos, Texans are 174 versus the Broncos plus 146. Now, I know we do have some people who don't like the Titans and do like the Titans. So if you're a Titan hater like me, they're minus 102 versus the Colts and the Colts are minus 116. That's an important game for the Houston Texans in a massive game this week. The Eagles versus the 49ers plus 124 Eagles minus 146 49ers. If you're a 49ers person, they may actually beat the Eagles and upset them. So if you have not gotten the FanDuel app, let me ask you why, because it's easy to join. It's easy to use spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called, called Locked On Sports Today. So go ahead and subscribe to it today. It, it covers all the top sports stories of the day with local experts like us of the Locked On Astros podcast and many of the national shows. So uh, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
All right. So I wonder if when the Yankees or whoever gets Juan Soto, I'm sure that's going to be big news on the 24 <laughs> seven streaming channel, but Shohei Atani where he lands, that's going to be Oof. big news. Uh, and then um, I know the giants are talking about signing one of the Japanese pitchers and they're, they're trying to get their big star because the giants, they've had a lot of good players over the years uh, recently but they're looking for that star quality player. And so they're probably going to throw out a lot of money. And, you know, you mentioned that um, a friend of mine um, who listens to our show, Corbin, excuse me, he, he actually works, works at the Astro stadium. I think he works in the authentic shop there um, was saying that his other team that he thinks Otani could go to is the giants. Because you, you mentioned one of the key cogs is this other Japanese pitcher. And, Shohei may want to pair up with another star from Japan, and that may not be a bad thing. And what's crazy, too, is you you hear talk that the Dodgers are interested in Otani and trading for Trout. So I believe, from what I understand, Otani wants to stay on the West Coast, wants to stay in L.A., whether it's with the Angels or with the Dodgers. But, hey, San Diego or San Francisco wouldn't be much farther away from that. And so I think you're going to see him stay on the West coast. Sorry, Yankees. Sorry, Red Sox. Sorry, whoever else is dreaming of getting him. Sorry, Astros fans. I told, I told, um, I told Mike Stanton, I said, we need to sign Otani, extend Tucker, extend Altuve and extend Bregman. We're done. And I said, of course, that's a fantasy world, but Eric, Framer Valdez does make sense. Framer Valdez doesn't have a ton of money attached to him. So let's talk about those details of why it wouldn't make sense um, and again, it's, it's not because we don't love Framber Valdez, but if you do trade and you are going to trade, he offers the more realistic road or path to a trade piece than any of the other guys we've mentioned. Yes. And before we get to that, um, normally during offseason, uh, we hear a lot of Astros rumors and stuff going around. Now it's Astros players going away from Houston, but players coming to Houston, this is what we're hearing. It, it's crickets. It, I'm not used to this. And it's because the Astros don't have a lot of money right now. And uh, they may already have exceeded the luxury tax threshold. And we know that Jim Crane it may be willing to go over it for that one player to put them over the top. But will he do it before the season? I think uh, at the trade deadline, would he go do that? Yes. So the only reason why we are looking at trading a major league piece and I, I think it would be a mistake, honestly, myself, to trade from Valdez. I think that he's probably going to rebound. I think that he has a lot to offer. I don't think his best days are behind him, kind of like what Brett was saying. But that's okay. We're, ne- we're not always going to agree at the same thing. But this guy has a great career record. He has, um, he has a no-hitter last year, even when he was pitching uh, poorly. He still had that no-hitter. And, but also, he's a left-hander. He has two years of team control left, and he's also has, uh, according to Mike Trout, one of the best curveballs in baseball. And so when he's on, he's on. And so if you want to get the biggest trade package for one-year players, it's not Bregman. It's uh, Jose Arquiti. You can also trade him. He's not making as much. I think he's only due to make about $3.5 million. Well, uh, from Valdez is due to make about 12.1 million unless you uh, go ahead and work out some type of extension, but that's still for what he does. Forget the second half the same way. We got to forget what happened in the playoffs with Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker has done it before. 
Romer Valdez has done it before. They both 2023 was a messed up season. Okay. We knew this from oh, more reasons than one. Yes. <laughs> so Eric, look, um, I'll just say this. You have to look at teams out there that could benefit from a starter like Framber Valdez. Right. Uh, automatically. I think about the American league East. I don't know that the Red Sox are in there, but the Orioles, the Orioles could use a guy like Framber Valdez. The Rays could use someone like Framber Valdez because they're Thanks looking much. at getting <laughs> no. Well, hold on. I mean, they're they're looking at getting rid of Glass now. I mean, they're they're looking at offloading some people. But you you you've got people in different organizations. You've got um, over in over in Tampa. I, I would love Randy Rosarina. He is on the trading block. You could do Randy Rosarina. They've got pitchers. They've got a kid named Montgomery. They've got um they've got some different guys that are that have starting pitcher, you know, material. This DL Hall kid. You could package them to the Rays with someone like Framber Valdez. You could do Jake Myers. And you could even throw in if you got two starting pitchers, you could you could throw in Urquidy if you wanted to. And I don't think let me just let me just say this a minor correction. I don't I don't think Framber's best days are behind him. I think what we've seen out of Framber may be what we see from him from this point going forward. In other words, I don't know that he progresses to a better place. I think he stays a great pitcher. But the mental part of his game is going to plague him until he fixes that. And I think the pitch clock screwed him up. Someone said, do you think the shift ban? I don't think the shift ban hurt him. I think the pitch clock, and now they're talking about reducing that even more. He has high value, and he's likable. He is a guy in the clubhouse that you love to have around. But this is a business, and that's what we talked about. That's what I talked about with Mike. Baseball is a business, and it's a, it is about the bottom line. People say, well, Crane is billions. Well, just because you have billions, you know how you become a billionaire? You don't sign a check for every opportunity. Right. You pick and choose where your money goes. So the Orioles, the Rays, I, I don't know really who else needs um, starting pitchers. Um, I don't know if you could get a get any value out of trading him to the Giants. I don't know what they would give you in return. But you would have to get something in a package that would give you a pitch in return. Maybe Framber Valdez... And a couple guys, maybe Framber or Keedy Myers, those guys go to the White Sox for Cease and Robert Jr. I mean, but you've got to get something back for Framber, and he does give you that opportunity. Well, I think the whole problem is who's going to replace what Framber Valdez does. He was 12 and 11 last year, 3.45 ERA. He had 200 strikeouts, which was a career high and 198 innings pitched. He was ninth in terms of Cy Young Award. He was an all-star last year. Okay. And you asked about the ground ball stuff. Um, his fly ball percentage actually went up. In 2022, it was at 10.6. In uh, 2023, it went up to 18.5%, which was a uh, career, career high. So I don't know if that's being rushed or he can't pitch towards the um, shift anymore. So uh, he allowed more ground balls. I mean, uh, more fly balls. His ground ball percentage went down from 66.5% in 2022 down to 54.3%. So 
So that was a big uh, shift. Uh, his ERA went up a little bit. Uh, so I think what you saw is also he got frustrated a lot more. He allowed, a, um, believe it or not, he walked fewer batters this year than he did the year before. Uh, he had 67 walks in 2022 and 57 walks this year. So there's a lot of things that happen. His uh, FIP was 306 in 2022, 350 in 2023. So he probably shouldn't have had as high ERA as it ended up be. But there's the um, his errors that he's made, the play, the defense, and just the the brain farts that he's had. And unfortunately you're going to have that with a player like him. And so we'll continue this conversation in a second, but I understand what you're saying, uh, but who's going to replace them. And that's just kind of what you have to take in consideration. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports, 24 streaming channel, 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you. 24 seven covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like us on the Locked On Astros podcast, plus our national shows covering every league, whether it's NFL, uh, what are Texans doing, uh, go to Locked On Sports Day on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 streaming channel. Sorry, I forgot about the little transition there. Jay, Jay Roberts asked a question. He said, uh, Brett, do you think Dusty will be, will be right and our pitchers will really miss Maldi? Well, I mean, you can't you can't replace a player's um, value to a pitcher as a battery mate. But I can tell you this because I know firsthand um, because I've been told personally um, from people close to Yiner Diaz that Yiner Diaz was an absolute student of Martin Maldonado. Martin Maldonado had a great relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the pitchers are going to have any problems with Yiner Diaz. They saw Maldonado coaching Yiner. They heard Yiner and Maldi having the conversations. So I don't think there's any issues there. I think if there was issues there, Martin would have been signed pretty much right away to like a one-year deal or two-year deal as a backup or something. They would have made waves about it. But you haven't heard anything about Maldonado. There's three or four teams interested in him. Yiner's ready to step up for sure. Um, and then there's there's um, something else in here. Someone saying, well, why don't we just go ahead and trade trade Bregman? We've we've discussed that. The reason why you can't really trade Bregman is one, he's a he's a rental for one year. Two, he's getting thirty plus million. Three, Framber has flexibility. When a player has flexibility and years left, arb years left, like a Randy Rosarina, um, those are players that are desirable to ball clubs. Um, so that's why we're discussing that. And someone asked, does Lance McCullough still exist? Yes, he still exists. And yes, he is planning on coming back midseason. And you hope that you get the Lance McCullers that you've been missing. But I think you're going to see him in a bullpen role to start because they got to stretch him out. But we got winter meetings coming up this week and the Rule 5 draft, Eric. Yeah, so um, before we do that, uh, Luis Garcia, uh, he is expected to come back sometime uh, midseason as well. And Lance McCullers, like you said, midseason as well. So let's say we do trade from Valdez and Jose Arquiti. What's your rotation look like now? You're going to have Justin Verlander and JP France, Hunter Brown, and who? So that's that's the problem. You don't go out there and uh, trade, well, or somebody. you could you could throw in Sean Dubin. You could you could trade Framber and Sean Dubin. Yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? You, no, you got to get, get somebody major league ready back. The Astros oh, are well, not. Just how about this? Prospects. How about this? Because I've been no, I've been on the no Alec Manoa train. What about trade Framer Valdez? No, not Framer. Never mind. I was gonna say Framer Valdez, Lance. Lance. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Alex Bregman Framer, and Alex Bregman and Framer Valdez. Never mind. I don't. I don't know. what I was thinking. Sorry. I I had a brain fart. But I was wondering how you could get Bo Bichette over here from the Blue Jays. Now, if or, it's, um, you know, or Alec Manoa. Right. I mean, maybe Alec Manoa could be could be a cheap get and, and you get this dude because I was like, no, I don't want that guy on my team. He quits, He's right? He's 24 or 25. Yeah. But we, we could fix him. We could fix Alec Manoa. Um, so if you lose a Valdez, Look, I don't know. We're just we are literally spitballing here. We are not making the decisions. Dana Brown's not going, okay, after this locked on Astros, we're gonna formulate a plan. We're just, you know, throwing stuff at the wall, see what sticks. But I would love Boba Shed. He he would be fun. Heck, I would love Lourdes Guriel. I mean, there's so many players I would I would love on this team. Randy Rosarina, Tommy Pham. I mean, dude, I, I want another bat on this team. Um, I think in the left fielder like a Rosarina would be would be huge. I think he would be so great in this lineup. I saw an article come out of Seattle. They said, should, um, should the Mariners sign Tony fam just to combat the Astros oh. ace, which was uh, from Valdez. Mm. And cause mm. Valdez has dominated the Mariners over the years. So uh, this is uh, people are actually really scared of from Valdez. They're not worried about what happened in the second half and in the playoffs. This guy is a legit ace and He's going to go out there and he's going to I I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to try to avoid arbitration because with him being uh, I'm sure you talked about it and with the Mike stand, but going in, in front of the arbitration hearing is probably not a, a great deal. And especially somebody with the um, I don't want to say what I want to say, but just the, the mental issues at times of well Firmer no valdez. he does no no firmer valdez breaks down mentally i mean let's just let's yeah. just call a spade a spade there's there's nothing wrong with that i mean he he addressed it personally and publicly he got a psychologist that helped him out i mean i told you about the 2019 game in triple a and round rock where my nine-year-old picked out he doesn't look comfortable i mean right. so at the end of the day look eric i mean and to me that's not a bad thing Baseball is a mental game. Some guys struggle with the mental side more than others. There's guys that have had a ton of talent and made it to major leagues and never done anything and been called trash players. But you know that if you could have unlocked the mental side of their game, they could have been a Hall of Famer. And who knows? Eric, you may be right. And if we keep Framber, I hope Framber has a banner year. I hope Framber has success. I don't want him to falter. I don't want him to get worse. But if we're talking about trading, he's the only one that has real value. Right. The winter meetings are going to be interesting because I don't know, Eric, we may not see any trades or anything. Mike Stanton said we might not see anything till January with the Houston Astros. So we might be waiting a few yeah. more weeks. Uh, just like uh, Jeff Luno used to do. Uh, he used to kind of wait for the best deal to transpire. Are you going to lose some players along the way? Yes. Uh, you're going to lose some of the, the players that are going to want the most money, but the players that are going to want to be in the right conditions, maybe take a little bit less money. Maybe you can wait them out a little bit, but I think we'll see. I know we know that the Astros are looking for a backup catcher. They're looking for possibly another starter and they're looking for an arm in the bullpen. I know uh, last time I talked about Jordan Hicks possibly signing a yeah. three-year um, uh, 
30 million dollar deal that that's 10 million per year so i think that would be a okay deal to bring jordan hicks over here but uh i don't know if anything's going to happen and i read an article from mlb pipeline about mm -hmm. which team which player uh could be picked in the rule five draft and okay this one was a surprising one we've heard all the big names but they're talking about uh justin dearden uh being one that could be picked hmm but look, as much as I love what Justin Dearden did during spring training last year, he really plateaued in AAA. I mean, he struggled at the plate towards the end of the year. Right. He he's not a guy that I'm too concerned about losing. To be honest with you, I would have been concerned last year losing him because I think there was more upside to him. And who knows? You know, when when guys get to AAA and they have promise, sometimes those guys need to go to a different club. Sometimes they need a shift in mentality, a shift in direction, a right. change of scenery. Of course, it's easy for me to say I'm not up and moving my family to another state, right, to play baseball. Right. But that's easier said than done. But Justin Dearden is a guy that will probably, I mean, I don't know why he doesn't get picked up. He's major league ready. He could play for, he had a bad year, but um, he's coming off the year where he had 24 home runs, 101 RBIs, batted 302, 942 OPS with 12 stolen bases. Last year, he uh, dropped down 231 with the 710 OPS. Uh, he had 10 home runs and 42 RBIs. Uh, and if you look up and down his, um, his minor leagues and in college, he's been a, uh, like mid range home run hitter. So I think that we know who Justin Dearden is. It's just, is he going to get a chance with the Houston Astros or is there another team that's going to go ahead and say, you know what? I think we've seen enough with this guy. Let's go and take a risk, put him at the end of the bench and give him some uh, pinch hits every once in a while and maybe a start and just see what happens. So, Hey, that's what the off season's for. See what, uh, what happens at rule five and the Astros may, I pick up a lefty specialist like or something like that. We who knows what happens. Yeah, and um I'll just say this, no on Bauer. Sorry. Um you don't need more controversy in the clubhouse and he was a cancer in the locker room before controversy hit him. So he is trouble finds him, he doesn't find trouble and that's a hard no on me. We will never endorse him coming to Houston at all. And if he ever comes to this team, I don't even talk about it. I'll just be real honest with you. So no on him. Sorry, Tyler. Trash can shoes. I'll never forget them. You stink, dude. All right. Hey, this is H-Town Wheelhouse with Locked on Astros. We're always positive, always Stros. And he is Eric and the Man Heisman. Hey, if you see us at McDonald's or Sonic or Outback Steakhouse, say hi. You know what? We might even buy you a drink. Or maybe you could buy us a drink. Hey, it's all good. Thank you all for tuning in. Y'all are the real MVPs. Oh, wait, we forgot. Stop the music. Stop the music. Stop the music. Okay, I am. I'm going to draw the names. I've got I've got names here. I've got names here. And I don't have time to, to list them all out. If you go look on the community tab, you see them all. They're all there. Let's see who won. Let's see who won. Let's see who won. And we've got Alex and David Franklin from Los Angeles. David is nine years old. And he and his dad listen to our show every single day. Alex and David Franklin from los angeles i need y'all to send me your address it is the jordan alvarez funko pop um david you just won a you just won one thank you so much and we're out go goes <laughs>